Should we retweet this thing? Yes. The goal. These people in here. I mean, it might not have worked on Periscope. Oh, it did. Periscope's still alive. Hey, how about that? Periscope lives. Hey everybody, I'm Chad Eckert and that's Joe Idoni and this is the Preferred Lines podcast and yes, we are excited, although it is a letdown from last week. I mean, my gosh, overload of golf for the Masters where you can watch every shot. Uh, it is great, but it's also like by family and going to hibernate for a few hours every day. I know. <laughs> Uh, but yes, we're back. We're here. The RBC Heritage. It is fun. And it is also going to have a jock market. And you better go over there and sign up. Uh, if you didn't take advantage of the 50 bucks that Joe has given away, you could do the 20 using PL20 on your first sign up. You deposit money in there. They'll match you back 20 bucks. Yeah, huge gains last week for a couple of people uh, who were smart enough and I guess somewhat lucky enough to... Uh, take Matsuyama for like six bucks a share, and Zalatoris was down there in like the five dollar range. So, um, idiots Joe, like I me who say, spent my money in this eight to ten dollar range came out uh, foolish. Yeah, that's sometimes you know you got to go risk it for the low range. That's what I like to do, and um, you don't lose as much if you're terrible. Uh, I yeah. will say, uh, watching the Power Hour has brought me and Eric Quagnus Martins, my co-host on the Fantasy Golf Pod, into the Hideki world. Because Rick Rungood had been touting this. Hey, mm-hmm. check out this guy's irons. You might want to bid on him. You may want to look at this guy. And this is, uh, you know, I'm like, are you kidding me? So I even mentioned this on the ownership pod I did. I was like, my heck, I'm going more Hideki than I am um, Fitzpatrick, even though people were on Fitzpatrick. So because of Rick Rungood, you guys do some, some serious touting on that show, too. Yeah, some serious touting. Uh, that's one way to put it. Uh, but no, yeah, Rick is always seems to be. I should just listen to Rick more because he's always seems to be one step ahead of the game. He's he had uh, master strokes gain stats last week up on his site, for, like the first one I've ever seen published something like that. So yeah, he was on like many things. Like he's told me all year, uh, ripped me for like betting Mickelson, and last week he was like, yeah, I think Phil's a good play, and it turns out like. Phil ended up like top 25 so I should have been on Phil. Uh, I'm just going to start listening to Rick for now. It's a good, it's probably a good way to play it. Yeah, right. He's maybe an expert. Ah, whatever. We're just hashtag not experts. Every week we sometimes, we had been, we will be bringing on a guest, someone that's smarter than us. Rick has been a guest before. We did have Pat Mayo. We're, have, we're having real guests to provide their insight this week. We're just going to get right to the betting board. Uh, however, there will be a Q&A. After, at the end of the pod, we're going to let you guys ask us questions or whatever you have, and we're going to give you guys stuff. We're going to give away a t-shirt. So here's how you enter it into the t-shirt giveaway drawing. Retweet this Periscope live version of our of our pod. Great. You're in. Next week, we'll give another away for anyone who retweets after it's over. So you're in the drawing if you retweet oh. now for now, and you're in the drawing if you retweet now for next week, and you're in the drawing if you hear this. Maybe it's Wednesday afternoon. Hey, we did this on Monday night, but there's go to Twitter, retweet us, and boom, you're into the drawing for next week's tournament. There you go. 
Love it. Awesome. Is it time to crack a beer yet? That is right. It's a time to crack a beer and crack open the betting board. And this week, Joe, we're using our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. I'll add it into the stream. You should be watching live on YouTube. But at the same time, I will share as much information as I can to help these iTunes listeners. We're also on iTunes. Great review. Hit the five stars. Joe, this sportsbook, the DraftKings Sportsbook has... Webb Simpson at the tippity tip top. I'm kind of confused. I was Webb eight and a half to one and DJ 12 and a half to one. When in some books, if you do dig and you find and you look and you locate Webb at 12 to one as well. So I don't know. Is there someone, a shark, some whale, some giant better just threw a bunch of money on Webb on the DraftKings sports book? Or is this happening? Is this going to happen all over the place? That's interesting because everyone that I've checked has been essentially those exact odds flipped. Um, DJ in the eight to 10 range web at like 12. So yeah, interesting. Obviously the course history here, short Bermuda grass course plays right into Webb Simpson's hands. And I think a little bit of the, you know, he hasn't been the same Dustin Johnson that we've been used to seeing, especially, you know, miscut at the masters. But even you look back a little bit before that uh, through the Florida swing and, and even through the end of the uh, California swing there, something's not right. Uh, so interesting, but yeah, still, if I'm like, picking one of these two guys at the top, I'm going with DJ a hundred out of a hundred tournaments. If they're equal in odds, which is weird because they shouldn't be equal in odds. And Hey, Charlie, big fan of you as well. Thank you for your order on our big cartel website. We do have a site. If you want a t-shirt or one of those cool hats that Joe's wearing, you Mm -hmm. can do that. Or Hey, that flag or the uh, towel in the background. Yep. Go to our website. It's uh, Google big cartel preferred lines. You'll find us. Joe, are you? Oh my gosh, that's a sick yeah. shirt, actually. So, we got hey, look a at couple of new styles up. I now, if you're know not on Twitter and you don't follow Joe, Ooh. Joe is making shirts. Look at those big shirts. Who doesn't want a long shot with a logger? Cheers to that. Cheers. Mm. All right, things okay. we love. Did you go to the top of the board? Uh, or, you know, you would say, yes, of course, take DJ over Weber. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe mm-hmm. you would, depending on course history, if that's your thing or not. Did you go up there? No, I didn't. Um, this was our – I don't bet that top of the board that much. Um, and it's just kind of a weird week coming off the Masters. Um, mm-hmm. DJ at that number, not going to bet it at 10 to 1. Webb, thought about it. No. The guys, I'd skip over Cantlay too if it were me and probably focus myself uh, starting in that 20 to 1 range. And this, if you remember correctly – we both hit Webb here last year when they hung a 30 to one on them. I believe it was the second event back. So the second ever show that we did. <laughs> did Is that right? I have no idea. I can't No, remember. we did. So Colonial was the first show that we did after the okay. restart. And I believe we both had Xander who missed out there. Okay. Um, and then we both had Webb because they just randomly hung a 30 to one on them because he played like shit at the Colonial where everyone well, expected him to play well. Yes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we were like 30 to one. Let's take it. Boom. Yeah, we yeah. both hit winners. And here we are nine months. Joe goes on, baby. Yeah, baby. No, at the same time, that is true. Joe, thank you for pointing out that we have not been even doing this for an entire year. This has been since May of 2020. So uh, support us. Give us a like and subscribe and do all those things that help us grow and keep this thing going so we can keep betting people. Big fan. Be a big fan. Big fan of a big fan. Guys, we got to get to CT and answer. We're going to get there. Don't worry about that. We'll get there. A miscut for Patrick Cantley last week. 
could that be a sign of what's to come? Our guy over here, the real uh, AWOL, is he, he's been in the chat before. Dude, yeah. Cantlay was awful at the Masters. You said you would be more inclined to go into the 20s if you could find Cantlay, but you can't. You have to bet him at 17 with Matt Fitzpatrick at 17 to 1. What the hell? Because I can find Wait. Fitzpatrick at like 25 to 1. What yeah, I'm looking at 28 right now. So there's some why like wonky Dude, there's some odds weirdness. in different yeah. books. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's why you should shop these numbers for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Make sure you have one, two, preferably three at your disposal and take the one with the best odds because uh, it can like legit make a huge difference. And we talked about this before, but if you get someone at 40 to one versus 30 to one, that basically pays for a full another week's worth of bets, mm -hmm. uh, at least the way that I kind of account for it. So yeah, shop them around, take the best number available, try to stay on top of it. That's why we try to do this Monday nights. We try to follow up with some content and stuff like that on Tuesday that I know you do. Uh, we have some stuff Wednesday, so we try to keep an eye throughout the week on getting yourself the best bang for your buck. All right, Joe. Now, I am interested in Matt Fitzpatrick if I can find him at a better number than this, which I can somewhere else. But then look at the 20s, dude. Look at the names yeah. in the 20s. They are just shoving names down here. You got Morikawa, Hatton, Zalatoris, Berger, Paul Casey, Connors, Cameron Smith, all in the 21, 22, 23 to 1 range. I think Morikawa is criminally priced. I am happy to get him right here. You can get him at 21. I've seen him at 20, 22. Either way, anything in the 20s for Morikawa, a proven winner. Don't we just put five bucks on that? Yeah, I think he's kind of the consensus in terms of best value in this range, uh, given upside. I'm not too worried about him playing four days at the Master and having to come over here. He's young. He's in good form. He plays well. And he's a winner. Um, all things that we're looking for here, short Bermuda grass course also should suit him fairly well. Uh, there's a couple of other guys there. I mean, you, you Berger, Cam Smith have proven themselves to be uh, very, you know, they've been good. Um, and then you have Terrell Hatton as well, who I have some interest in. I know last year, you know, he kind of lucked his way around the greens a little bit last year, but he came in in great form. I look, if there's one thing, like I had a lot of bad takes for Masters Week, but I think my stance on Terrell Hatton, looking back on it, was right. Um, he topped 20. He played pretty well. Had it not been for an unfortunate four putt on day one, he would have been under par, and he shot his best round ever at the Masters. So that's a note that I'm going to be keeping in mind should we come back here next year and just say, look, I think he's kind of figured his way around here, and he's a good enough player that can win. He's a good enough player that has won like four times in the last calendar year. So 25 to one, I think is very fair. But then, you know, you got Zalatoris, you got answers. So there's a lot of a lot of good win equity right here in this range, I think. So did you fire off on Hatton? I have not yet. No. So I, yeah, I fired off on Morikawa immediately. I ha I'm, I'm up money from the workday a couple of weeks ago, I feel like. So five bucks out of Morikawa, 20 to one, just give us some money back. Now, Zalatoris, people might be interested in going back, the runner-up at the Masters. He is here at 22. You can find him maybe 25 some places. Are we interested in trying Zalatoris out again? Maybe. Uh, look, he, I was so impressed. And I like to feel like I'm pretty clued in in terms of guys who are rising and on tour. But I had really had no idea. And this kid, in my mind, took another leap forward. Like, I knew he was good, and I knew the ball striking prowess was there. But mentally, 
um, to be able to stand there, you know, next to Justin Rose and in a final pairing uh, on Saturday and just to be able to essentially outplay the guy he was next to every single day who were veterans around this course, who were former world number, you know, these guys had all the accolades in the world, but I'm a little bit worried, you know, it's just, you come off a performance like that and can you really back that up? I think he'll play well, look, he's going to make the cut. He's probably going to top 20, but is he going to win? Uh, I just feel like it probably comes at a different spot for him. One that rewards his, um, his where he's best better which is smashing the shit out of it yes which is off the tee which is his ball striking now i know approach is is pretty huge this week but it's also shorter approach shots so it brings a lot of different type of approach metrics into play and off the tee this is one of those weird courses where uh, it just doesn't seem to have a lot of correlation with success in comparison to other stops on tour gotcha Okay, well, we are talking the betting board for the RBC Heritage. If you are on Twitter, you need to retweet this Periscope tweet thing. And then you were entered into a drawing for one of those cool t-shirts. Also, you retweet it afterwards. You're following the replay. Boom. Retweet it now while you're watching the replay. And you're entered in for next week. These t-shirts are cool, Joe. You got one that says the, the golf betting club. And then you got or the gambling club. And then you got the laggers. I mean, these are chill t-shirts. We could, you could you buy these things for 20, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Yeah, the 20 bucks. You can buy them. We have a link on the Preferred Lions Twitter that you posted a little bit ago, but um, just retweet it anyways, right? Do us a solid. If you're here checking this out, that would be very much appreciated of you. We see you in this chat, and if you don't retweet it, we're offended. So <laughs> please do. George. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, you guys are awesome. We love you all. And we're into the 20s. Yes. We've been in the 20s. We're going to leave the 20s, but should we talk about the uh, couple – now, can Corey Connors win in the 20 range? So impressive last week. Another He's so guy, good. Like all these guys. He's so incredibly impressive off the tee, but it just felt like if he could have had a putting week a la Hideki had, a la Justin Rose had on the greens, could have easily won. Um, he's mm -hmm. going to set up well on very difficult courses, I think, moving forward. Uh U.S. Open, like maybe look to Corey Connors, right? He's so straight okay. in, with everything. But I just haven't made a lot of decisions at the top this week, to be completely honest with you. And part of it's a little bit of a master's hangover mentally and it just being mm -hmm. Monday night. So I'm still kind of di digesting the board and all that I'm really looking for. And the other part of it is I just want to kind of let the week unfold and see – you know, gauge some interviews. I don't know what the withdrawals are going to look like, particularly at the top. We've already had Bryson knock himself out. So you don't know if that's over with either. And I just want to hear what the experts think, like yourself. So who you got? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you, though, like, do we expect yeah. some movement in these numbers in the 20s? Because they're just putting this thing at 21, 22, 23. They're putting like 10 names at that. Is that just in, a, in an attempt to let some people come in? move some money around and then they finally settle at a number or are they doing this? What they're like covering their ass because the DJ withdraw a couple weeks ago and it just keeps happening to the books where the 22s were 28s and 30s. And now they're just like, fuck it, we're doing 22. We'll let the people bet. And then we'll move a guy back down to 28 about Wednesday morning. So is there going to be a drift? It doesn't 
feel like it. And I only say that just because I think that the handle and what I mean by the handle is the amount of dollars that come in on this event are going to be way down off the masters. So we may not have as much attention from the sports book in terms of adjustment of the odds uh, throughout. Now we usually see some slight movement on Wednesdays. It does though. I will give you, it does feel like that they just jammed a lot of guys in right there at 22 to 25 and are like, we don't really know who to price here for a lot of reasons. So we're going to take these eight guys and instead of trying to sort out who's got the best odds, who's got the worst, we're just going to lump them all together. Yeah. Now, does it really, sometimes a master's winner is a chalk winner, a guy that took Vegas and everyone's happy like tiger that one year. Does it matter that Hideki won? Are we going to get better numbers in the next few weeks because of the fact that Hideki won at 50 to one, but no one was really on him. Have you ever thought of that? What was the question again? Like, just like the Tiger years where Tiger wins and everyone's on Tiger, like in 2019. Mm-hmm. We're fucked for like three or four weeks after that because the books are like, oh God, we got to make our money back. But since yeah. Hideki won, maybe we're going to get a little softer, uh, some nicer numbers. I don't know. Maybe that's yeah, what they're I doing. Like with these the, I kind of felt like the Masters, they did leave a lot of opportunities out there. Um, oh, okay. You know, it was just finding the right guys, but it felt like the pricing was pretty fair last week in terms of the betting board. Uh, this week, it's just, it's hard. It all depends so much on the field. Um, so I think that you're right. Had they gotten absolutely killed, like I think their number one exposure guy last week was Spieth. Had to be because they had people with futures on him at 40, 50 to one. And I think he was the most bet guy going into the week. So to your point, had Spieth crushed it last week and won, you're right. We would probably see a little bit more hesitation for them to to hang big numbers, particularly in futures. I think you would have seen like Morikawa at 18 and Hatton at 18. You would have seen both those dudes under 10 at the top. And like you're getting a little leverage. And they're like, okay, hey, mm-hmm. you're into it. You like golf betting? Cool. Let's see you try it out at this RBC Heritage thing. When you get a couple of good guys at 20 to 1 where you're confused, why is Morikawa here? Why is Hatton here? This is a nice number. There's a nice number at 30 to 1 at this sports book. Not a lot of sports book have Abraham answer at 30 to 1. And we've got some chat going on about Abraham answer. They want to know what your opinion is. Is that worthy of a bet? Because he finished second last year. We know he led the field in approach here at the RBC Heritage, likes the course. Coming in a little motivated off of that video that zoomed in, showing Abraham mm, Answer. Kind of forgot about that. There. Do you think he's coming in a little grit and grind and wants to do it and show it up? Yeah, and I think that another big reason that I do like Answer this week is because there's so much added motivation. He has to get that first win, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of guys who are showing up here for the RBC check, um, and maybe their focus isn't entirely there coming off the Masters, where Answer – he knows he finished solo second last year, correct? Is either solo right. second or T? No, he was solo second. Matter. One stroke behind uh, Webb. He had one of the best ball striking weeks I can remember in a long time last year. Like it felt like these are these are shorter, tinier greens, and you have to really play your angles correctly to have the correct approach shot. He was so dialed in, and it just felt like Webb was. Had one of those weeks where everything went right for him, chip-ins, long putts, doing what Webb Simpson does. But, yeah, I thought Answer had the better week. I think that 28-1 to is a great, fair number for him. I don't have the 30, but I have the 28, and that's probably one of the top ones that I'm leaning to. Okay. Um, Now, the 30s don't have as many names as the 20s, but you have Bertie Brian Harmon, who – 
Joe is playing great golf. You have Kevin Na, who's a winner on tour. I think the most in the last like 22 months. If anybody, it's weird. And then Harris English is also a winner. And then Sung J M getting the drift on him. No believes in Sung J anymore. I kind of want to go all M on DraftKings. Are, is that a foolish decision? I took Sung J. I bet yeah. thirty-five to one. Yeah. Yes. Let's go. In on Sung Jay, um, I feel like this could be Wyndham Week, and you know I love Wyndham, and you know I love Wyndham Week. No, we know we um, love Bermuda on Wyndham for sure. Yeah, and and oh wait, yeah, you love Wyndham Week. That was one hundred twelve thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, led on the team by one Sung Jay in that week. So, and he was coming in in crap form to the Wyndham. Actually, if you remember right, he had been playing like shit. And we were coming back to a short Bermuda grass course where he's had his most success. Um, Honda Classic is short Bermuda grass course. So, yeah, in on M, I'm willing to overlook the poor performance last week and the horrible miscut. Like, he he didn't even come close to the cut line. I don't know what he finished. This happens, Joe. They have the one blow-up hole. Okay, but Chad, had he finished 30th he'd probably be down here in this lump with these guys 22 to 25 to one i feel like there's a little bit of a discount there so i'll i I took 35 on sung jay yeah okay in all right i'll be in too i'll I'll take that i'm gonna do a lot of DraftKings uh m lineups just because the savings is there and we know he can get robotic and now and dominate for a little bit let's do the 40s hoffman and garcia and horschel and kuchar there's some veteran names there you got any interest in any of the matt kuchar course history not kuchar no but let me (laughs) i want to ask i want to turn the question on you for a second um your boy i think has the best form in this range I think they're coming off a giant WC victory. He's got the probably the best career accolades, and he's in the best form right now. And he and he had a little bit of a meltdown at the Masters. Uh, you went viral on the on the butt slide, and then the club slams. So he had himself an eventful week in Augusta. Can he rebound this week? I do feel like forty five. He probably presents the most value in this range in terms of is he going to win? I didn't bet him, but I want to know what you think. You know, God, I was pretty big on Billy last week, and it was uh, interesting because um, they had him on the featured group a couple days in a row, and that was great for me because I was following the whole time because he's Billy and he's my guy or whatever. But I'm not, I'm not terribly confident in a 45. That's the right number for Billy Horschel this week. I haven't bet it ultimately. I don't think I will. Uh, I just feel like he's kind of in a ready for a letdown, a little ready for uh, I need a couple weeks off stretch because that's what happens in the match play especially and then you grind through the masters this could be a something where he he's just more maybe mentally checked out fatigued from apologizing to augusta for having a personality and having emotion like oh, i'm sorry he has an emotion a reaction to things and did like, he have to apologize is that known he Tweeted an apology. I don't think he had oh, to. Oh did he okay I didn't see it. Yeah and then I'm, I I tweeted him back like do not apologize. Do not. Because it's not necessary of an apology. Like, yes, the club slam thing, extra extra sauce a little bit. But you don't need to do that. Ultimately, at Augusta, just be happy. And he said it, too. He was like, you know what? Uh, you know, Joe, I'm 36. I look young. But these dudes are like their young 30s. They're not even that old. Like, they're kind of young and immature. 
you we give them more credit than they should get sometimes. Billy, on the other hand, he's always had this emotion. He's always kind of gone off on the rails, been a crazy ass. So I didn't expect any. I don't know why anybody's like outraged by this or Billy Horse was like now gone viral for these things that he's done every single tournament for the last few months, even throwing his putter super high in the air, doing all this weird stuff, talking back to a, a heckler. I mean, these are like leading up to the Masters where then he has the moment with Phil and he falls. And then he, the next day he's, I mean, there were so many, I couldn't even keep track of how many Billy Horschel moments there were. That leads me to believe he'll be fatigued. I'm not in. I'd rather go, honestly, with a Sergio who's shown here that he likes it or a Kucher who's shown here he likes it. Kucher loves it. I'd rather go Kucher than Sergio. I felt like Sergio was really disappointed in his performance last week, even though I thought he set up really nicely. So um, I'd rather Kucher, although I passed all. I passed over all these guys. Yeah. I have some interest, though, and I have him at 45, so I'll talk about him. I'm not sure where DraftKings has him, but Siwoo. Siwoo. Yeah, Siwoo. Yep. I was gonna he was another guy. On the, he was another guy on the Wyndham team as well. So he played. Oh. He was another guy on the Wyndham roster. So I'm thinking about just running that back this week because Love it. I think all of those guys are in the field. Uh, is then we're gonna have to get is, to some long shots here. Is Mark Hubbard playing this week? Oh yeah. If, okay, so I can. I might run the entire team back that won me all the money. Uh, the leaving Wyndham. a lot of money on the table this week. I might just bet them all too. I've already got like three of them bets on them. So. Uh, Siwa was on that team. He was winning. He should have won the Wyndham had it not been for a meltdown. No, Horschel um, should have won. The no, no, no. But but Siwa was ahead. He was in the leading group, and he was the favorite by a, a okay, okay. Large so Siwa did the major win that turn. Siwa had the early meltdown. Billy had the late meltdown. Herman had the trophy. <laughs> Congrats, God! What a great week that was for you. That was a fun week. The users. This isn't the first time we've been playing DraftKings. We've been doing this for a while. We've been betting on golf. We're old adults now, spending money, wasting it, but winning every once in a while. Joe won $112,500 on DraftKings. That was, what, eight, nine, ten months ago, 11 months ago? It's great. I think it was August. Yeah, that was fun. And that was at a tournament that is a, a huge comp to this course in terms of a shorter Bermuda grass course. The field feels very similar. A lot of these things are lining up, man. And I'm, I think I'm going to take Siwoo Kim. If I can get a uh, squeeze out of 45 or a 50 to one, I think that there was a, a level of embarrassment last week. I, you know, speaking of meltdowns, I don't think that he intended to break the putter. No. Then he had to putt with a three wood, but played pretty well all week. He's he's in he great form. Better than his partners. He was I know. Or was it a five wood? I don't know. But anyway, Siwoo is absolutely striping the hell out of the ball right now. So I think that he should set up really well on a course that he has a good run at. On a course where I believe he's won here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe not. Maybe no. Kadira won and CT Pan won. I think he was runner. Huh? No. Okay, well, Pete Dye, you should play Siwoo. Hold so I, I might play him. Yeah. Um, Webb Simpson, CT Pan, Sadashi Kadira, or whatever his name was. Kadira Siwoo Kim was yeah. runner up to Kadira that year. Yes, yes. Kadira. That was when That's Mayo right. won like 10 grand. All right. We got a couple names in the 50s and 60s. We talked about uh, Fleetwood. We could talk about Fleetwood's here at 55. I don't think you can find him anywhere else at 50. He's in the 40s or 30s. Like, he's a real good golfer. Uh, 55, if you can get that, ham or that, because he's ready to win. 
Uh, Kevin Kisner knows he can only win at a few courses, and this might be one of them, but he's coming off of two missed cuts. He's at 55. Shane Lowry, Ian Poulter. Poulter's kind of a course history guy here too. Any interest in any of the other names? No, I didn't play any of them. I went straight to essentially long shots from here on out. What about you? Do you have anybody in this range? I mean, okay, Kirk so kind of interested me a little bit. Yeah. The what? I thought I, was, I had a little bit of interest in Kirk, but – yeah, yeah, Kirk's good at 60. I think that's fine, but I don't know if win ultimately. So mm-hmm. I feel like that you can lean towards a top five or top 10 play on that. Chris Kirk, Kevin Streelman's here at 60. Bazudanut, Todd, Westwood, Grace, Griot, Glover, the three Gs. I'm not into those. I'm not into Stuart Sink. I'm not into Hadwin. That's where there's a gap, in my opinion, from like the 30s and 40s. You go to the long shots, Joe. Vegas, they don't know. They're not in tune with – what we're in tune to, I think they've they've left us numbers like starting with 100 to one. You got Pat and Kazire playing great golf. Then you got Munoz winner on Bermuda loves Bermuda. Matt Wallace playing excellent. Almost what fifth or fourth in strokes gained total in his last six events in this field. Matt Wallace there at 100 to one. Dylan Fertelli, Pete Dye guy, 125 to one. D- Doug Gim, darling of the last few months, 125 to one. Matt Hughes, great golfer, great putter, 125 to one. You got long McCarthy digging in the Denny dirt. We got uh, Michael Thompson's here. HV3 is at the 125. JT Poston, a proven winner. Cameron Davis is 140. You got CT Benny one here. You got Matt Naismith, a dude that we know is going to win. Bermuda Birds is 175 to one. Jim Furyk, double winner here. Bryce Garnett, Norn, Butler, what? Doc Redman, what? It's going on. These are our names, Joe. Let's do uh, it. Yeah. Am I yeah, too it's- excited? It's long shot week, man. You you've got. <laughs> let's just grab. Let's just grab a handful of them. But I think, uh, yeah, a lot of those guys are. I I like Kazire. I like Michael Thompson. He played well last yeah. week. I like Fratelli. Uh, I think Fratelli to set the course record on Sunday here last year. Wow, did he with a oh, sixty-two? Yeah, he He's a hundred to one. Um, Denny Dirt, another guy from the Wyndham roster. He'll be got a roster, Denny Dirt. I, you know, a roster, Denny he, Dirt. Joe, there's a stat PGA Tour Communications tweeted out four of the last five winners at the RBC Heritage are first time winners on tour. And Joe, through 28 events so far this season, there's only been three first time winners. We are due for a first time winner. Can it be Denny McCarthy? Digging in the Denny dirt. Can we get 125 <laughs> winner on Denny McCarthy? Let's bet it, man. I'm oh in. my gosh, we love him. Uh, I'm gonna bet Doc guy. too. Doc, Doc Redmond too. Is Doc's is 175. But yeah. I wanted to ask you about Cameron Davis, dude. This is we need a T to green guy, and he's T to green guy. But are we worried Cameron Davis can't do it in the water with the water everywhere? Lurking? I think he's more of an off the T guy, which I'm not looking so much okay. at. It. This week, um, I always like my book knows probably that I'm going to bet Cam Davis. So they have him down at 75 to one. Um, <laughs> <Your book. laughs> so Absolutely. I'm not going to bet Cam Davis this week. I just feel like his strength is a bit negated. Um, okay. But there are some other guys there that you mentioned. Doc, love Doc. Neesmith should be a great play this week. Right. Um, Hubbard, who I'm looking at now, I, he? he played really well at the win. I 225 mean, like top, for Mark Hubbard. They got him on Bovada right now. It's 400 to 1, Mark Hubbard. That's ridiculous. He's a good So golfer. he plays short can. courses, Bermuda courses. He plays very well at. Um, and yeah. then there was one more guy I was looking at. 
Oh, Mac Hughes. Definitely taking Mac Hughes. Right. He's too good to be 150 to 1. And he's got a good track record on short Bermuda grass courses as well. He won the RSM before, I believe. He won that event. He finished second at the Honda Classic. So these are courses that fit in his wheelhouse. And he had a pretty decent performance at the Masters last week as well. So 150 to 1 is a huge number. I would probably lay some of the top 10, top 20 numbers sooner before later because i think a lot of these guys end up around in that 80 range so to your question earlier do we see much movement this week i think that they chop some of these guys at these long odds when they start to see the amount of volume they're taking on the long shots and the exposure that they'll have should one of them win dude i wanted to ask you about sam bermuda burns on bermuda at 175 to one we've been betting him what the hell why is he 175 to 1? Do does Vegas not realize they could put him at like 100 and people would still bet him? He's 175. <laughs> I have him at 100. So yeah, these DraftKings odds are a little bit wonky, like I said yeah. earlier, but yeah, that's a big number. That said, it's another I got to look a little bit more into Sam Burns because he's had a couple bad performances in a row and I want to kind of figure out where and why. Um, sure. you know, but that's it. Yeah, okay. And Andrew Putnam's playing good golf, so you could you could try that out, or it's a t- top 10 play. You could do stuff that Tom Hoagie's top 10, top 20 play. Chase Seifert's down here. He's been playing good golf. You can get mm-hmm. a f- four f- plus 45 to 1 on the top 5. Jesus. Maverick McNeely's 275 to 1. Henrik Norlander, Wyndham Clark, K.H. Lee. These, have been pl- these golfers have been playing good golf. So, in DraftKings this week, it might be spray. It might be stars. Take the stars because we know the stars will rise in this tournament. And you take the random scrubs that DraftKings is just chucking prices on because they don't know what to do. So that's the t- stars and scrubs approach on DraftKings. I think. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Exactly like you said. I'm going to be having. I'm going to play Web. I'm going to play Web. I feel like he's much safer in DraftKings than DJ. Mm-hmm versus oh, totally. an outright play i think the dj if you're going to take one of those guys at the top i think dj is probably the better outright but i think that web is very safe here for like let's say a top 12 um is safe oh, yeah. i think that a top five is probably very likely i'm thinking that web is a little irritated and he's like this is a Ryder cup year and i haven't had my best shit i had it for a flash at the masters i've had it for a flash here and there i think he's angry I will say DJ also same thing. Would it shock you, Joe, if DJ came in, you open up the app Thursday morning, you haven't been paying any attention. He's minus five through six holes because he is just angry, motivated DJ. Will never shock me if he's minus five through six holes. Yeah, uh, he's the best, probably still probably the best player in the world. Yeah. Um, I think he could be minus 25 in this tournament. And the next best guy is minus 18. And that, that could be the outcome of this tournament. He has the least amount of flaws of the top mm-hmm. players. Although I, the one guy that I would kind of Rom is the other guy with really no flaw, but Rom doesn't have the career wins that DJ has. So you have to give him the nod there, but the other top players have major. I mean, Justin Thomas, we saw last week has some major flaws in his game. Uh, Rory has some major flaws in his game right now, but Thanks but DJ, DJ, I think is is a very safe play. Um, I'm just not going to bet him ten to one. Okay, everybody, did you retweet? If you haven't, you still have a chance to retweet the pod. 
the tweet about us doing this. Uh, Preferred Lines podcast, Periscope, retweet. I don't know. Whatever. Retweet whatever the hell we have tweeted out, and you will be entered into a drawing for one of those cool T-shirts. And also, we have some questions, Joe, from the audience. Yeah, let's do a little Q&A here. Let's go rip through some questions. What do you say? Now, uh, overseed, does that matter? Overseed. Um, I'm, I don't know how to factor it in, George. I think it does matter a little bit, but I wouldn't know where to begin in terms of, of – of starting to to factor in who that's I think better the thing for is, and who that's like, worse for. If you're really focused on a Bermuda guy because it's Bermuda and your has you, you don't need to ultimately like it really doesn't matter. Uh guys uh let's see. Uh Chad is just happy Rory Mac Rory McElroy. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. That is true. Uh save more Okawa for Tori. Yes on answer, hard pass on Periscope? Oh, no. Charlie R is a big YouTube guy. Sorry. Uh, this was a question I was looking for. It's from Jesse. He's the man. He asks us great questions. He says, what's up, guys? When you build your model this week, what were your top five stats? So to answer you, Jesse, I haven't built a model yet. <laughs> so it's going to be hard for me to answer. But I will say this. Um, here's a little plug for a friend that I've been following on Twitter. At PGA Tout, he may be in the mm -hmm. chat here, but he puts a great little article and a piece out on Monday mornings that you guys should all check. It's completely free. He does a good deep dive into the tournament field. I like to check that out. It's one of the first things that I like to look at. And I will give you, give me one second, his top five stats here. Um, top five correlated stats for the RBC Heritage. Number one, strokes gain T to green. Number two, strokes gain par four. Number three, DraftKings points, which that doesn't really have much. Um, number four, par four, scoring 400 to 450, so shorter par fours. Number five, bogeys avoided. The big one to the big one that's kind of noteworthy here is strokes gain off the tee is 27th, which is very, very low for that stat on a PGA Tour event. And around the green is 32nd. So um, those two things, apparently he has not factored in much this week. That's what he's got. So hopefully that helps, Jesse. You know what's funny is that this is the type of week you kind of go old school with your stats and you look at fairways in regulation. Who's yeah. hitting the fairways? Doesn't fucking matter how far away or how far from the tee box they hit the fairway. It doesn't even matter this week. They want to be in the fairway. One. Second, they want to have greens in regulation. They want to be having a good shot from A to B onto the green. So those are some some real old schooly stats that actually do apply to this tournament because it doesn't matter that you're a bomber. It doesn't matter that you're bombing it long and straight in the fairway like maybe last week it did. It doesn't matter if you're a bad iron player or you you know you got to be a good iron player, but at the same time, if you're bad and you're around the green is really good and it can pick you up and save you in situations, or you can hit it from around the green into a spot makes par. That doesn't make any difference here. That doesn't matter. That it's proven. So. Those are all important things to a golfer's game, and you want to have a guy that can get up and down for sure. But at the same time, iron players. Yeah. That's all you need. They're going to hit hybrids off the tees. They're going to hit irons off the tees. They're going to hit irons into the approaches. They're going to hit wedges. This is a, a Morikawa. If he's on fire, look out, because that could be – he could run away with it too. That's the type of player that could run away with it. Or you could get a long shot guy that has great uh -huh. iron play. 
I think I'm going to go at the top. Like the more that you talk and the more that I kind of think through this in my head, I think I'm going to go with the tag team of Morikawa and Answer, both in the 20s. Um, I think that Abe sets up better, and I think that Morikawa is just upside in terms of, like you said, he could go five under through five. So, yeah, feels right. Charlie says answer Karma Week. Uh-oh. What's Karma uh, Week mean? Oh, just, just Karma last week? year. Okay. Yeah, last uh, the Masters getting screwed. Um, Are we just ironing the iron play? Yeah. Ironing the iron play, for sure. No, ignoring. Oh, <laughs> uh, ignoring? No, we're not ignoring. You know, it's a long day. Our, who <laughs> the top five feet? No, we're not ignoring game. iron play. We just talked about how important <laughs> iron play is. So no, we're not ignoring it. No matter what Chad says, he just told you uh, that iron play is important. He's not ignoring it. The mountains are still blue. All right. Anyway, who are the anyway. top five deep, deep dive players? You got to go with. Apparently, Siwoo Kim likes Pete Dye. Have you heard this, Joe? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I have it pulled. I have it pulled up here. Um, top five Pete Dye courses the last 24 rounds of so the last six events they've played in. Give me some other names who you think's on this list. So Siwoo Kim is, is 10th, so he's on there. Webb. Webb's number one. Yeah. Uh, Pete, uh, Cantlay. Cantlay's number three. <laughs> and then, uh, God, would Zalatoris already be up there? I don't think he No, is. it's not. Uh, also, I'll give it to you. Answer's yeah. number two, DJ four. That's Paul Casey, Tommy oh. Fleetwood, a couple of English lads. Uh, hmm. Brian Harmon, playing really good golf. Great. Okay. out number seven here. Uh, Sergio, Matt Fitzpatrick. So a lot of European guys. It looks like they like themselves some uh, Pete Dye. Burger, you guys are saying Burger. I don't see him. Um, he's 17th for the last 24 rounds. But if you look more long-term, he may be on there. This is a good question Charlie's asking about our strategy for betting top 10s or top 20s. And I think this is definitely the week to do that because the, the books are kind of asleep a little bit on our names. We're in the industry. We're around the Twitter. We're, we know the Hubbards. We know the random 200 to one guys that I'm, I'm disappointed in the books for not knowing. I'm like, really? You don't know. You don't respect this Maverick McNeely dude. He's 300 to one, but at a top 20, I love it. So, or Joe, what you do with those names? What do you do with those names on Wednesday night? You put a little money on Jack Barkett, right? <laughs> That's right. Yes, you do. <laughs> those are the yeah. best ones. I'm telling you because you're like, wait a second, nobody likes this name. I can get yeah. him for two, four, three bucks on Jack Market, and he could easily, easily pay 10, 11, 12, 20. It's happened. Yep. Uh, my strategy is usually 80 to one and above. I will start top 10 guys. So that means they're usually top 10 number starts at about six to one ish. Um, and then top 20 is like 175 to one and above on those guys. I'll look to top 20 cause you can sometimes still get that same six, eight, 10 to one on a top 20. So that's what I do, Charlie. I'll see you this week. Hopefully this weekend. Charlie's got another question about, Live betting. Do we do it? I'm really, I'm, yeah. Should I tell I people? Don't do it. <laughs> God, don't do it. Don't get started, Charlie. God, it's like, don't do it, man. Don't get into this live betting thing because it'll just, just take all your money, man. It'll just, it'll ruin you. Because what'll happen is you'll, well, 
now live betting and betting after each round is different, even though that is technically like, you know, hedging yourself as the tournament goes along. I'm a little worried about those things. The live betting though, on a Sunday afternoon, that can get you. You gotta be careful. Yeah. Be very careful. I will say though, I've, got, I've had betting. some success, but yeah, it's, it's a scary situation. Caprivov, Chris Caprizov or whatever his name is, this wild guy. I don't know if he's legit. I'm, I barely watch hockey. Uh, let's see. Any Horschel level for this course? We just talked about that. We're not sure. Bermuda, whatever. Either way, Joe, let's look to yeah. see who retweeted because it is not too late. If you've retweeted, Joe, there's only a couple retweets. For fuck's sake. So. All right. Oh, there's six of them. I guess that's not too bad. All right. Who won? Who wants to win? You got Tim Brown. I already sent him something. So, Tim, you could win. Scott Stewart. This Fincham. Travis Funchen. Mm-hmm. That's the dude. Who else retweeted? Tip your cap. Yep. A couple of guys done for me. Tim, Josiah, uh, Eric Hills, another one. So we got some people to choose from. Okay. Who do we want to do? Oh, well, this Travis have- dude doesn't even follow us. So go back yourself, Travis. Follow us. Jesus Christ. Well, what do you think? I mean, we've already, you know, it's up to you. Who's retweeted your thing? Uh, so, like I said, Air, we have Eric Hill, Tim Brown, we got Josiah, and we got Eddie Moore. We should give it to my guy, Eddie. Okay. Are you cool with that? I love Eddie. I know that's not random, but Eddie's a good dude. So, Eddie, Well, what's important is that Eddie him and I know we got a little thing. Yeah. Eddie, appreciate the retweet, buddy. Um, I will send you a tea. DM me. I know we have a little conversation going from the past, so appreciate all you guys. The rest of you guys in there, keep retweeting. We will make sure to pull up the randomizer next week, and we'll have the names plugged in, so we'll randomly draw it. Uh, But thank you all for tuning in again. We're trying to keep these shows a little bit shorter, so shit, we're at 45 minutes now. We failed. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll appreciate you guys all coming in. Hopefully we answer some questions, and we'll talk to you later. Yeah, thanks for being here. Peace. Heritage, baby. Dude, watch the show Wednesday night. Joe Idoni's with Rick Rungood on the Rick Rungood YouTube channel. It's a fun show to watch. You could do that. You could download the app if you're in a state that allows it. That's fun. Jock Market. And it is PL20. It'll match you 20 bucks. Uh, also, Joe, we love everyone that's watching this. Is thank you for keeping this fun. Just keep thank going. For keeping it fun. Keeping it chill. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. See you Peace. next Monday. Live on the internet. See you then.